All right, welcome to the Bulls Podcast, the most unbiased, unfiltered podcast. My name is Kenyatta Wright, and this is my co-host, Greg Love. What's going on? Tough loss, Greg. Um, I'm in really bad spirits tonight. Didn't like that loss too much. And the Miami Heat won, uh, as puts more salt in the wound, but we'll talk and discuss this game, the results. Also, we got some other things to discuss on the show, some other topics. Um, Jeff Van Gundy's comments about the Bulls having a fluke year. We're going to discuss all of that much more right after this. You're listening to the Bulls Guys Podcast, where we talk about your Chicago Bulls and give an unbiased take. Thank you for listening and like and subscribe. How do you feel about the Bulls? How would you like to be on our show, The Bulls Guys Podcast, and give your thoughts on the team? Send us your emails at talkingbulls82 at gmail.com, and we'll be glad to have you on. guys podcast so Greg this was a tough loss man um I, I don't think Tristan Thompson's going to correct uh what we're struggling with um then again he might but we need Alice Caruso and Lonzo back to pressure the ball I didn't I really didn't like how Memphis how easily they scored um, the Bulls came out of the gate, you know, with a 4-0 lead, a steal off of uh, Javante Green's uh, steal and a, and a dunk and a finish at the other side. But that was like our only time I've seen that the Bulls were aggressive was at the beginning of the game. Throughout the game, they were not aggressive at all. They weren't protecting the paint. Memphis literally got in the paint and got layups anytime they wanted. As soon as Ja turned the corner, um, our defense broke down and people began switching. There was nobody at the rim to guard him, or if it was, you know, he was throwing lobs to Adams or making the extra pass. Uh, it was just a big mess out there, Greg. Um, DeMar DeRozan was off for the most part when we really, really needed a bucket. Fooch didn't establish in the post. He was shooting a lot more. Everything that we needed to, that we did, that we shouldn't have done, we did in this game to lose it. Yeah, I mean, basically they just got blissed on a pick and roll. Uh-huh. Um, and I can't, I can't solely blame Vooch on it. Cause Stacy King even made the point that the whole idea of running the pick and roll was just to give Vooch out of the lane so he can get straight to the hole. That was it. Um, and on the offensive end, when Memphis decides they weren't getting those easy layups, easy baskets and everything was tough for them. So, yeah, it was it was a rough night. Plus, the refs didn't help with the way they were calling the game, mm-hmm. physicality, and it seemed like the Bulls. I guess that's been the one kind of Achilles' heel for the Bulls on offense of these teams that have been more physical with them. Um, so those are just some things I need to correct. Really, figure out how to stop that pick and roll, and figure out how to play against teams that are physical. 
I felt like they didn't let us play, man. I felt like, you know, when the Bulls are physical with teams, it's an easy call. But when teams are physical with us, they find every reason not to call it. That last play at the end, I, that was a foul on the oh, road. Yeah, that, that was definitely a foul, e- yeah. like easily. I mean, but the guy just bumped him, like body bumped him, didn't even play, make a play on the ball and dropped my mans. I'm like, yo, what are you looking at at some point? But, you know. There was a there was a lot of calls that the refs just didn't make. The Bulls, it seemed like at a stretch, like especially in the third quarter, when Zach and DeMar were being aggressive, that pretty much every time they were getting to the rim, they were getting fouled. And maybe they were getting a call, possibly, but not really. But again, Stacey King made the point that Memphis has a reputation for being physical, so it seemed like the ref were kind of just letting. That's not no excuse not to call fouls, bro. I'm I'm just I'm just repeating what the man said. No, I know, but when you foul, you foul. I don't care if you're aggressive or not, but you got to be aggressive and be able to make a play on the ball, not hit somebody's body, man. Or I should be able to do the same thing to you. If you're gonna make it that kind of game, then don't call foul on me in the other end when I play same type of defense. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay, which kind of game you want it to be? If you want it to be that kind of game, okay, we can do the same thing. But you call the ticky tack stuff on us, and then you're just giving them everything. And it's like I'm not I'm not cool with that, bro. If you're gonna let our players get hit, and it was a lot of like you said, it was a lot of incidents. Zach got hit a couple of times on them drives, but I'm not gonna blame it all on the referees. I don't want to seem like a crybaby. I don't think it was the referees. I just think that we. We don't play as hard on defense as we do on offense. You know, we can't allow just because the ref are calling fouls to stop our aggressiveness. We have to force our way, our will on teams. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what the how the calls are going. And I just felt like we weren't aggressive. We started breaking down defensively. And we started switching on everything. And it was a couple on a couple times that um, Jot just blew right by Zach and just got right to the rim. And Zach's just standing on the side of him. And I'm like, dude, like, you can't just give him lane. And then, like, Stacey King um, said on one of the plays, he was like, well, that, that falls on Vooch. Vooch was guarding Steven Adams. If he would have switched over on Ja, then Ja would have made that pass to Adams. See yeah, what I'm saying? He was trying to front Steven Adams. Yeah, man. you can't be telling guys that he can't. Vooch is not supposed to guard no guard, man. And that's the problem. Why did Ja get to that spot? Because Zach stepped to the side of him and let him get to that spot. So that falls on Zach. They, they got to communicate better on defense. Yes, yes. Guys are letting their guys get to certain spots, and then you want guys to leave their man to switch. No, we need to stop the switching. So that play right there particularly was on Zach, Greg, because Zach, if Zach didn't let him get by him, Vooch could have stayed on his man and stayed here. We got to be able to learn how to play man-to-man defense. Yeah, but I think it shows, too, like you, you brought up the point of how they – didn't look, you know, weren't bringing the same type of energy to defensive end as they are to the offensive end. And I think it kind of showed, and I mentioned this when I went to the Memphis game, that it specifically with Vooch that game, but it seemed like when shots aren't falling, that he seemed disinterested on the defensive end. And it seemed like kind of that for the whole team for a stretch where everybody was kind of off and our defense was lacking because of it because, you know, things weren't going for him then that's not something that you can do. Like, at the very least, you can generate offense from defense. You're not going to generate defense from offense. I agree 100%. I just feel like the team as a whole, they they don't crash the boards. I've seen a couple um, shots that Memphis missed. 
And it was an opportunity for the Bulls to gain a possession. They just gave him a second chance point. Nobody hustled for the ball. We got to get those 50-50 balls. And you, if you keep giving a good team repeated chances to score, they're going to score on you. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know, to, to lose this game by six and to see all of the plays that we blew, um, all of the fouls weren't called, I could easily say we should have beat this team, man. And it's frustrating because it's another good team that we lost to. They swept the season series with us, so they beat us both games. So we won't play Memphis again until next year. And these kind of games, man, Billy Donovan got to do his homework. He got to start doing his homework. I have to start seeing him adjust game by game, especially when we're playing against the same opponent. We played them on Martin Luther King Day, so you definitely had film to go back and see what we did wrong against Memphis. Why are we still losing to this team the same way we did the last time? Why was Thompson on the bench when we needed size and hustle? There was points, long stretches of the game where Thompson was on the bench, and I felt yeah. like he should have been in there. Yeah, I, I, the way I looked at it, they definitely needed size in this game, and he repeatedly would not adjust to it. But if I had to guess, I would say he probably threw that uh, Martin Luther King Day film out. Um, Partly because Why? that that team, the particular team that played, was just completely kind of decimated by injury at that point. Zach wasn't playing, um, so I don't. I don't. They got like they were never in that game from the start. So Watching like, tape for the opponent, point. Greg, not for yourself. We should have still I'm watched saying, tape. I'm saying he. Pro- I'm guessing it's probably what happened because. Well, if that's what he I, did, that's, he should have did it. That's that's how. I mean, that's how I would try to explain why you did not make any adjustments like that. That could be the only, that's, that's the only possible thing I could see. Like you either. If he did that, that's a stupid reason. I mean, because like you said, like there were, there were no adjustments, right? Like you got a six eleven and a seven footer and you, and this is no shade of Javante, but you are still trying to play Javante at the four where as much as he hustle, as hard as he plays, He's not going to grow another seven inches to be able to match up better. Why the hell did we make the trade for Thompson if we're not going to use him? This is making me mad. Like, why did we make this trade? We made the trade because we wanted to have size so we couldn't, we couldn't stop getting our hustle. And now we get the guy that we need, get the size that we need, you're not going to play the guy. I need an explanation from Billy as to what's his rotations, bro, because I, I don't, I'm not understanding them. I'm not. This is a bigger team that we're playing against, and you're playing shorter guys. I would even throw Bradley out there tonight. I would throw Bradley in there with 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 Tristan Thompson and Vooch a couple times. Uh, that that definitely wouldn't have worked, just because Bradley showed like when they played in Memphis, Bradley showed he was too slow to stay on the floor at all. I get your point in needing size. I'm not even arguing that point. I think like they should have played Derek. Should have played Derek, uh, Vooch, and Tristan Thompson together if they wanted to go bigger because Derek offers that versatility. Yeah, something, man. But he's not playing bigs together and just playing one big at a time. Dude, no, you need multiple bigs, bro. You need multiple bodies to crash the boards. I mean, is this – come on, bro. He coached in college and he coached in the NBA a few years. This He's not stupid. Why yeah. is he coaching like he doesn't have any kind of sense, bro? It's just it's frustrating me, bro. Like we're losing games, and Miami's playing the same night, and they're winning, and we're losing, getting blown out. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just because he refuses to make adjustments. 
that he didn't make an adjustment on the pick and roll until late in the third quarter when they went on that 14-0 run. That was late in the third quarter. Like, that should have been a halftime adjustment. Yeah, it was about six minutes left in the game when they went on that run. Yeah, and it was like he did. He could have made that adjustment coming out half, and he didn't. So, I mean, it, it really is him needing to make adjustments or need needing to implement them sooner because they didn't, and it you know it cost them in the end. Stephen Adams had 15 rebounds in the first half. I mean, you know, at some point. They had 60 points in the paint through three quarters. It, like these numbers, man, it's like it's just telling me there's no effort on our team as far as the inside. Everything is on the perimeter. We guard on the perimeter. We shoot on the perimeter. Everything is predicated on the, on, the, on the perimeter. Nobody's going inside or even thinking to crash the boards. Don't let a guy get an easy layup. How many easy layups Memphis got tonight? It's got it's getting to a point now where I'm like, I'm seeing a trend with this team. And I'm gonna be honest with you, Greg. If we play like this on Wednesday, Miami he's gonna smoke us. They're gonna smoke us on Wednesday. And that's gonna be possibly a big game because that could possibly be for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They have one game ahead of us now, Greg. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. Hopefully, I mean because Hopefully he'll make an adjustment because Miami doesn't play as big as Memphis did tonight. So we'll we'll have to see how that goes. I'm starting to not believe in this team, bro. Like I'm I'm starting to really not believe in them because I think the Bulls are satisfied with just winning and 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 being talked about as the number one seed rather than continuously proving themselves every single week, every single day. You know, you knew Miami was playing tonight. You knew that we were tied for number one. You knew it was on the line. You knew that Memphis defeated you last time. You knew that Memphis was a tough team, one of the top teams in the league. And you still came out and played like as if you didn't care most of the game or you played careless. Dude, I want to know one thing, Greg, if we could find this out. Do these players watch film with Billy Donovan? Because if they're not watching film and they're still going through the season and things are not clicking that they're doing wrong, Greg, I would say our players got psychological issues. How can you do the same thing every game and lose the same way? I mean, I guess the question is, is it the players or is it the coach? It got to be somebody, bro, because they lose the same way every single game. And they're the only team that I know that don't correct the flaws. But, I mean, that sounds like a coaching thing and not the players. Well, listen, whoever's fault it is, it needs to change because we almost in the playoffs, um, playoff mode. And if you go into a playoff series not being consistent on the effort department and not protecting the paint and letting teams just get easy layups, I don't know who you're going to beat in the playoffs. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, what's happened is they're buying into that, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, uh, way to their full strength. And I think they are starting to buy into that, really. But you and still got to win games until those guys yeah, come back. I, I agree. Because at the same time, look at how, how close these standings are. You could be out of the playoffs. 
And this is what I've been telling people all year, people online. Oh, we ain't healthy. We, we just wait till we get our players back. Okay, they're going to come back, and then they're not going to be able to play in the playoffs. They're going to play a couple games. You have to win still until they get back. They have, they're going to be gone for two more weeks. So I'm, I'm sorry, man. I really – and I'm going to make a statement on the podcast before we go to break, Greg. I seriously believe that if this Bulls team win a championship, it won't be because Billy Donovan is the coach here. I think it's going to take another experienced coach to take us to that next level. I don't think Billy Donovan is the guy. Let's face it, Greg. The only reason why we was in this game is because Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan went off. Zach Levine went on 11. Uh, he had 11 straight points in that third quarter, and DeMar's late charge in the fourth quarter was six minutes to go, contributing to that 13-0 run. But other than that, Greg, like, I don't, I don't put it on coaching while we're scoring or generating points. It's basically just off of guys' abilities. What plays are being drawn up? What strategic plays are being drawn up to get our guys free for easier baskets? I don't see no strategic plays being drawn up. I'm just seeing isolation. I mean, but this is the same thing I've been talking about for how many months now that they're not running plays. And it, it especially shows when either Zach or Damar is out because all you got to do is focus on them, yep. especially with the way that Vooch has been inconsistent this year. I mean, this la- I mean, other than this last kind of stretch before the All-Star break where, you know, they were going through him and running their offense through him in the post for a little while. But for the most part, yeah, there was no offense. It was just, okay, Zach's turn, DeMar's turn. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like you said, that's, that's all coach and they need to figure it out. And I, I, I'll say this about Billy Donovan, and I mentioned this to the when one, on one of our first podcasts. I'm not sure if he'll be the coach to take them over the hump, but I do think he'll be the coach to get them to the point where they need to get to. It's kind of similar to Mark Jackson and Golden State, but even though I think Mark Jackson could have won championship in Golden State. But, I mean, there's also cases where teams win championships despite their coach, like the Bucks last year. Coach Bud was definitely on his way out. He was even doing some dumb things in that playoff run, but they won despite his mistakes. So could they still win? Yes. Will it be because of Billy Donovan? I'm about 99.9% sure the answer is no to that. Well, listen, man, you got to play defense. You have to play defense. If you're not going to be able to score or generate points, you have to play defense. You have to do one or the other. You have to be able to keep up with your opponent, your opponent and keep scoring. Or you got to be able to shut them down and play defense and keep them at bay until you can get points. But if you do neither of those, you have yourself a blowout, my friend. And this was almost a blowout tonight if DeMar didn't go off. You know what I'm saying? It, it can't take this effort by DeMar every single night. And Kendall Gill spoke about that in the studio. He don't want to see us trying to win the game with one player. We have to win as a team. Yeah. And the Bulls, I seem like the players, other players, are relying on these guys too much. Oh, they'll bail us out. They'll bail us out so I don't have to hustle. They'll bail us out. So if we go down by five, they'll get us back in it. No, we have to have a collective effort of everybody doing their damn job. And I don't see that on this team. Vooch ain't knocking down baskets. He don't want to play defense. You have to give him a couple touches so he can be happy to defend. No, do your job, man. Whether you get a point or not, do your job. Whether you get the ball or not, do your job. We all in this together. We all trying to win. It's not about who gets a certain amount of touches. 
Because yeah. I see Butch Vooch gets frustrated when he stops scoring and he just stopped doing everything. Yeah, but to your point, I think a larger issue on the defensive end is that they seem to put so much on Alex Caruso. Like how when he was playing before he got hurt the first time, they were fifth in the league in uh, defensive rating and efficiency. Since then, they're like, I think they said 27. Mm -hmm. Like so much should not be on one person. Right. Right, like communicate to get people where they need to be, but at the same time, if he's not there, you should still understand some of the stuff that goes on. Like he he's a good player. I'm not trying to downplay what he brings to the table, but defense isn't just him guarding one on five. It's everybody. So when you have somebody step in, right, whoever that is, right, like you still need to be able to, like you said, play defense, hustle, effort. Like that. That's not hard to do. Hustle and effort is not hard. That doesn't take any type of basketball IQ to hustle. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you could throw anybody out there and hustle, you know, and play hard. So, that's what they need to do. They need to step up their defense. And, honestly, they need to step up their coaching. And they need to figure out how to run actual plays. Well, there was an article that broke out that said our general manager or our owner, uh, Michael Ronsdorf, well, he's a part owner because his dad is an owner. But uh, there was an article that came up by Bleacher Nation that stated that they were willing to go over the tax, the luxury tax. And Michael said, stated that he would be willing to go over the tax if we had a team that can win the championship. He doesn't want to go over the tax for a team that's going to be an eighth or seventh seed. I don't know when he said this, but this is when they printed it and quoted it was today mm-hmm. or a couple of days ago. And I have to say, man, I agree with him. And I, the only thing that you can uh, get from that, Greg, is to know that Zach Levine will be signed if they plan on going over the cap. See, to me, this statement is a lot bigger than just Zach because I think in the past the issue with Chicago a lot of Chicago teams really in general was the fact that they were notoriously cheap Mm -hmm. and for him to make that statement like yes I know like you said it does mean in the immediate future they will sign Zach to you know a long-term extension and go over the cap which is great but at the same time it also shows that you're willing to it you're willing to spend to get a winner and keep a winner, which is very important because in the past they've shown they aren't willing to do that. Even if we go back to the Derrick Rose years, they were not willing to do that. Right. And they had a championship caliber team and they did not, they did not do that. So I think this is very important. And like you said, I agree to the point of if we just going to barely make the playoffs, ain't no point in me breaking the bank. I completely agree with that. But putting this team together and put making a run in the championship. Yeah, you should, be willing to spend over the tax to get to get a championship because that's what it's about at the end of the day. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, I, I it remains to be seen for me because just by the way they handled this free agency, just by the way that they handled, um, well, not free agency because they were grabbing players, they just weren't grabbing the right players, in my opinion. Sure they were did. letting size get to get to get away like JaVel McGee and certain players that I thought that they should have grabbed up, and they let Phoenix grab a hold of him. But um, 
the Bulls have to have shown that they want to be cheap because I felt like in the, in the at the trade deadline they waited until a bunch of guys were taken and waited for the buyout market because they didn't want to spend any money. Now, granted, Tristan Thompson is a good, solid addition, but there were other names that I felt like they could that could have helped them, like Turner, for one, like Sabonis for another. So if you really was willing to go over the cap, how come you didn't grab guys like this that would have made an immediate impact and those guys can score? Yeah. Thompson's not an offensive player, man. Yeah, He's a hustler, but he's not an offensive player. You need players that can hustle and can score to put pressure on the defense. But I felt like we waited to the buyout market to get the cheaper option. Listen, do you want to win or not? Sometimes pieces that you want is going to take some sacrifice. You're not going to get everything for cheap. And it's a reason, I hate to say this about Tristan Thompson, but it's a reason why he was on the buyout market. Not to say he's not effective, but he's not as effective as the guys that weren't on the buyout market. I mean, let's keep it real, Greg. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not so sure that it was necessarily about money and possibly more about fit. Like, I think when you talk about Sabonis or Miles Turner, I think the only way to make that work is to get rid of Vooch. And not that, I mean, I know you would be willing to do it in a heartbeat, but if you, let's say you're keeping Vooch, Zach, and DeMar, to ask Sabonis or to ask Miles Turner and come in, to come in and be a fourth option, that's probably going to be difficult for them to wrap their heads around and really make it work. For instance, Jeremy Grant made that very clear that he did not want to be a third option, and that's why Detroit had to turn down a lot of trades for him. Because he's like, no, the reason he went to Detroit was to be the number one option. So if you're looking at that and looking at fit, partly, you know, these guys, too, they have one or two years left of your con- on their contracts. So even with that said, this isn't going to be a long-term thing either. So I think looking at that is possibly why some you didn't trade for some of these, but I do think, like you said, maybe the development. Yeah, I Montrez Harrell, who you brought up before, I think that would have been a much better fit for the Bulls. Again, they didn't pull the trigger for whatever reason. Um, but to me, the way I look at it, we just gotta what with the team we got. You gotta figure out your rotations better. You gotta coach better. That's how it is at the end of the day. Well, there was Jeff Van Gundy's comment also that we wanted to go into, Greg, and we're going to do that right now. We're not even going to go in the break tonight. We're going to go straight through all of our topics. And Jeff Van Gundy made a comment saying, you know, the Bulls are not quite ready for a championship run. And while I was angry at him earlier after watching this game, because I've seen this repeatedly from us, especially against contenders, I will have to agree with him. The Bulls have not really beaten a, a serious contender this year other than the Nets. And that's where that full strength. So it's starting to become a trend. Like with this second half, we're going to have to see us win against some good teams and we ain't going to make the playoffs. But we play against a lot of good teams. The second work uh, hardest schedule on the, on the, on the, um, on the, uh, in the NBA for the second half. So the Bulls going to have to pick it up. They, they're really going to have to pick up their defense. They're going to have to play smart basketball. They can't come out lazy. They can't let teams outwork them. They're going to have to want it just as much as the other teams. They're going to have to do their thing in the second half. They're going to have to do their thing in the second half. One thing I know for sure, Greg, they're going to have to play better basketball than they've been playing. 
Yeah, you're not wrong about that. But I think to Jeff Van Gundy's comments, I think they're skewed in the sense of him saying that they're overachievers, but they're only overachievers in his eyes because he didn't expect them to be this good, right? So then, of course, if you're looking at it like that, yeah, they did overachieve if I expected them to be a play, you know, a playing team. Mm. Now, as far as them being ready, like I said, I think that really, I think that really comes down to coaching. That's how I really view it. I like, especially after the trade deadline, I'm just like, okay, this is AK showing that he has faith in the players that we have and the coaching staff. Okay. So the coaching staff needs to step it up. And yeah, that's, that's really it, man. Like they need, they need, they need to step it up. I mean, I expect you to lose, but I don't expect you to make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. This is the 61st game of the season. We only have 20, about 20 games left. We played a lot of games. You can't be making the same mistakes you was making the game, first game. And it's, it's getting close to playoffs, Greg, and I'm telling you, I see us losing, man. If the players will start right now, we have too many errors with us that we refuse to correct. Letting guys just get to the rim. Not picking up men at the three-point line. Leaving guys just to shoot a three to double another guy in the post. We got to correct these flaws, man. And they're still persistent. And it's bothering me that we're not correcting them. Um, Vooch playing in the post. Stop shooting jump shots. You're not a shooter. Vooch is not a shooter. I don't know who told him he can shoot, but he's not a shooter like that, Greg, that you can rely on. He can hit one every now and then, but that's not his game, and he needs to stop going back to that every time he's frustrated. Yeah, I agree. He needs to get in the post and make that work before he tries to even think about stepping out. But to me, that just said more about I felt like he played, he was playing scared against Stephen Adams because Stephen Adams is bigger than him. Like he's bigger than him, he's stronger than him. So he was like, "Oh, I guess I can't get these easy baby hooks or whatever." So I'm gonna have to step out instead of trying to go at him. And a couple times he did try to go at him, he got a shot blocked. So they 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 really need to figure it out. Like 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 a, I mean, I sound like a broken record, but to me, this comes down to coaching. And if you're making the same mistakes over and over again. Why is the coaching staff allowing this? Why are you not doing anything to correct it? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to me, that's all coaching. Not that I'm taking anything off of the players and not, you know, saying it's not their fault. But at the same time, if you sitting there as a coach and you allowing the same mistakes to happen, right, like that, that means that you, you must not, you must either accept it or you too scared to say something about it. Well, one thing is for main thing, they need to stop switching and stop doubling all the time. You don't have to double every single time. You understand what I'm saying? Like that three that the, that Memphis got at the top of the key, when 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 the game was tight, I think in the fourth late in the fourth quarter, and they got that three point shot to put them up, I believe one thirteen to one ten. Yeah. Um, I believe the dude, the player's name is Bain that hit that shot, right? Yeah, Desmond Bain. He hit that three-point um, sh- um, shot at the top of the key, and I'm like, dude, there was nobody to pick him up. Nobody was right there to pick him up for that shot. We have a lot of breakdowns like that, man, and I don't consider us a good, solid team if we continue to get beat 
in stupid ways. Um, I don't know. Very disappointed tonight, man. The Bulls lost a lot of brownie points for me tonight because I felt like they lost because they didn't play smart tonight and they didn't play harder. I felt like the game was there for them to still win, even with all these errors. Well, yeah, I mean, it was after they definitely made that furious rally and came back. It was definitely theirs for the taking because they cut it down to two mm-hmm. and just couldn't close the deal. Man, that's that's it at the end of the day. I yeah. mean, how can we consider this team a, a legit team, Greg, when we can't beat good teams? We get beat by every single team that's a top team in the league. I mean, come on. Like, how can you really say that you're the number one team in the East, you're one of the best teams in the league, if you can't beat those that are in your same level? The Bulls are going to have to start winning some of these games. I know they can win. I know that they're one of the top teams according to record. But the only thing for me that's going to give me confidence going into the playoffs is if we start beating some contending teams. And I'm not talking about going to the wire with every single dag on good team. Beat a good team convincingly. We took some ass whippers. Some of these other good teams could take some ass kickings. Shouldn't just be us. We could dish it out too. We're not, show that you're the number one team too. Because if six, if Philly and all these other teams were really on our level, Greg, they would have just as many wins. So why we can't do the, the, the butt kicking sometimes instead of always receiving it? That's what I got to see from the Bulls. I got to see that dominant side of them. And I haven't seen that yet, only against teams that are not very good. And as a fan, like, you know, like me, I want that bragging rights to say, oh, we beat Phoenix. We beat Golden State. We beat Miami. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to have a good resume of teams that you've beaten, you know, and don't think that these teams don't remember that they swept you in the regular season, Greg, when the playoffs come. They see you in that bracket. Oh, yeah, we could beat Chicago. We beat them four times in the regular season. Teams, you got a nice, good memory. So given the Philly three games against us this year, given Memphis two games against us this year, I don't, I don't know, Greg. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just the Bulls just still got a lot to prove. And the injuries, yeah, I know that they're there. But at the same time, I still think we had enough to win this game tonight. And it wasn't lost because Alice Caruso and Lonzo weren't here. Maybe Alice Caruso could have helped on the on Josh drives on those corners, but there was still a lot of breakdown defense. Maybe the team's energy would have picked up if Caruso was here tonight, Greg. I don't know. But I know I felt like we had enough tonight to win. Yeah, I agree. I especially when I made that comeback, I was I definitely would agree with that. You had enough to come back. I mean, you shouldn't have been down that much in the first place, but you had enough to come back. If you got enough to come back, you got enough to win. Right. And um, maybe it's fatigue settling in because if you had all that energy at the end, where was that energy throughout the game? Because they just started playing harder and, like, you know, mostly DeRozan. I'm like, well, y'all should have gave this effort in the middle of the third quarter or something like that. We would have been tied by now at the top of the quarter. But, you know, it's, it is what it is, man. We lost it. Move on to the next. But I feel like we're going to be saying this and having this type of side podcast a lot if we don't change something we're doing. It's the reason why teams are beating us. It's the reason why good teams are beating us. The other teams that are not very good, 
don't have the talent level to, to make us pay for our mistakes. These teams like this, like that tonight, they do have what it takes to make us pay for every mistake we make. And it's, it felt like, Greg, every single offensive rebound, I mean, defensive rebound that we didn't secure, it felt like it was a, it was a dagger. That's how tight this game was. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely frustrating just watching it, just watching them give up offensive rebound after offensive rebound. I mean, Steven Adams had eight offensive rebounds himself. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, loss is a loss, man. And um, just hoping we do better, man, in the next game. Uh, when we come back, we're going to close it out, Bulls fans. You want the most uncensored and unbiased podcast? The Bulls Guys Podcast. As only Kenyatta Wright and Greg Love can bring it to you. Follow us on Anchor, YouTube, and all social media platforms. You can use your support. All right, Greg. So another one in the books, man. A loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. Swept season series. And I never would have thought when the season started that this would be a team that we would struggle with. But, yeah, we did. It makes sense. Same weaknesses that you have been pointing out all year was with size. And Memphis plays big, and Billy did not adjust to it. So, it makes sense why we lost. Yeah, but on to the next one, man. I just hope, you know, we're looking at film and we're actually learning from our mistakes, bro. And it doesn't seem like we are. And if we need Alice Caruso and Lonzo back just to beat good teams, man, it's like... Maybe Miami Heat fans are right. Well, I've been going back and forth with them online for the past couple months. And me and Miami Heat fans are not in the best of spirits right now with each other right now. Like, I just, I can't stand them guys. And for them to win tonight and for us to lose, it just adds salt to the world. But, you know, on to the next one. Um, please like and subscribe, fans, if you haven't done so already. Help us keep bringing great content. Hit that notification bell so you get notifications every time we throw a show. Follow us on Twitter um, at TalkingBulls82 at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at the The Bulls Podcast Facebook page. And also follow us on Twitter at TalkingBulls82. And let us know what you think about some of the stuff you went over with. What are your thoughts on the game? On Jeff Van Gundy's comments and Michael Ryan George's comments. Yeah, leave your comments below. Let us know what you think. We definitely love to interact with our fans that do listen to our show. And thank you for joining us tonight, Chicago, and Bulls fans around the world. Go Bulls. <laughs>